Blog Talk Radio. Ready, set, Welcome to the Couch Potato Sports Show, your internet radio home for all sports news and talk. Join Sonny Clark, the hardest working man in sports radio, and the best co-host anyone can ask for, Cuervo. We cover it all from NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, as well as indoor football and high school sports. So let's do this. Here's Sonny Clark. Someone can join me or not is really irrelevant. I get out there and I just do what I can. And uh, today, Cuervo is going to join us. Hopefully, he'll be in here in just a moment and we let him know about the kickoff. We were going to do it at 930 as I was still prepping a little bit for the turkey and Thanksgiving and everything. By the time my show is done, hopefully, this is my hope, is, is that I will be all set with Thanksgiving and my turkey is done. Now, I just put it in about an hour ago, so we just got to wait for that little thing to pop out. I'll be moving back and forth. I'll be using my cell phone as um, I will be uh, basting turkey and keeping track of all that stuff as well. So just so that you know, if you hear me change the tone um, and I go into a different um, a different sound. It's because I switched to the phone and I am doing uh, some of the uh, things for Thanksgiving, basically checking the turkey. So uh, that having been said, it is Thursday. It is that time as we look into some sports. We talked about uh, in the intro there. We talked about some of the things that are happening as far as uh, sports are concerned. And yes. Sports are concerned. We have a situation where tomorrow it's called the game, which it, I'm glad to be a part of that because I'm a Michigan fan, and uh, Michigan and Ohio State are going to be each other up tomorrow. I think it's tomorrow. It might be Friday. We're talking about uh, Michigan and Ohio State has opened that game of what it's all about. It's that rivalry game of the year. And it's actually game on Saturday. It's on at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. So I'm going to catch the second half to have to work that day. So um, that having been said, um, I'll catch the second half of that one and looking forward to that as well. Today's games, three games on the 
on the slate for the NFL, and they do it every year. Uh, but with the addition of the NFL channel, it made two games go to three, which is what I really like about uh, Thanksgiving. That's why I hate about Christmas is, is that there's no games on Christmas unless the games fall on Sunday. That's what I don't like about it. So three games today. First one, the first tilt um, happens on Fox. It is Minnesota taking on Detroit. Then, mark that. I, I'm not even sure what channel that is because there's another. There are NFC games playing today. Washington at Dallas. Ah, I know it is. One of them's on the NFL Network. Then um, the late night game on CBS is the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Indianapolis Colts. So those are the games that are on tilt here today on the Couch Potato Sports Show that we will talk about uh, as far as that is concerned. So, so let's go ahead and do this. Oh, that you didn't know. In case you didn't know. Your ass better call somebody. That's right. It's Cuervo here on a Thanksgiving morning. How you doing, my friend? Good morning, Sonny. I'm great. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing good. How am I sounding? Got new sound equipment here. How am I sounding this morning? You sound amazing, actually. So I am amazing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, All right, good. I I know that, but you were just asking about the sound. Yes, yes, the sound is amazing. That and I am amazing too. Hey, question: Big time things going on in the NFL. Three football games here today, and. Tomorrow, a slate of college football, and Saturday, a slate of college football. Man, if you're a football junkie, this just might be the best weekend of all time. It always is to me. I mean, you got three games on today, uh, you know, in the NFL. And, then, you know, but like you said, I mean, it's rivalry week in college football. Um, you know, I know you're going to be paying attention to that being the Michigan fan you are. So, uh, uh, yes. And then obviously – you know, one of my favorite games of the year to watch is the Iron Bowl uh, between Auburn and Alabama. So I, I know, I know, uh, Tarzan's going to watch, be watching that. So um, it's, it's going to be a good weekend. I'm sure. I'm sure I'm going to be hearing a lot from you two this weekend. So yes, hopefully man. things go your own way. Yeah. Well, I, I'm looking at the Michigan game, and as much as I love obviously because I'm the Michigan man, um, Jim Harbaugh and football. I'm discussing about that, but last year Ohio State in the big time. So this year they're over at Ohio State taking on uh, the guys. And I've, I've watched this team a lot this year and watched a lot of Ohio State. Frankly, just to be honest, and I think it was said last show you listened to Wayne and Sports Talk. I think defense is actually overrated for the Wolverines. You're on mute there, Cuervo. Sorry about that, Sonny. I don't think Michigan's defense is overrated at all. I think I think they're they're really good. Um, if anything, I think uh, there's a lot of parts of the defense that don't get recognized. I um, mean, you know, all the all the uh, attention is on on the kid Peppers. You know, I mean, everybody's paying attention to him because of all the different things he does. 
and there's other guys on that team that that really make a lot of contributions. So it's um, yeah, you know, I think this Ohio State Michigan game is going to be a lot closer, a lot more competitive than people think. Well, I was looking at the game and. and Every year, and just as of late, Ohio State has really been tearing into to the Michigan uh, Wolverines on this game, uh, you know, in this game, and uh, the rivalry, at least as of late. And that having been said, you know, I, I and this game is actually in Ohio State. This, this game is actually a big-time game that is going to really, in reality, change a lot of what you're going to be looking at as far as the top four is concerned. Unless this game is close, um, I think if there's a blowout, the other the team that got blown out is done. Um, but wouldn't it make it kind of interesting to see the Michigan Wolverines see if they can get that victory against the number two team in the nation? Both teams are 10 and one. This is what you always kind of want in the rivalry in the first place. Usually there's one team that's doing a lot better than the other, but man, they're neck and neck in this one. And I, I, I think it, you know, maybe overrated might have been the wrong word when I talk about the Michigan defense, but at the same time, I, I just I, I think when you look at Ohio State and what they have been able to do, and last year I remember the outcry. Why is this team even making the Final Four, and what do they do? They go and win the championship, and uh, it, this is a team that I think can do a lot of things, and I think last year's experience puts them at least ahead of the Michigan uh, Wolverines as far as where they have been, including last year, when you go win the national championship and you t- beat the Michigan Wolverines last year, I, I, I just think there's just a lot of weight on the scale when you put it on the Ohio State side compared to Michigan. Now, Michigan has the, you know, the NFL coach that has turned the team around, changed the the mentality of this football team, and uh, for all that matters, Michigan football in general but you know it's still Ohio State. But they, Ohio State lost a lot of good players. Obviously Ezekiel Elliott, that's down here uh, in Dallas, running the ball here in, in in Dallas for the Cowboys. Yeah, and people have to remember that, and that's why I think this game is going to be a lot closer than people think. And uh, he was a I big mean, part of that victory last last year. Oh, most definitely, most definitely, Sonny. And 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 now it's going to be you know. Let's see what Ohio State still has, uh, you know, and can they can they pull off a victory against the Wolverines? Because now the Wolverines are the team that has all of the uh, the playmakers on yes. their side. And, you know, a lot of people aren't really counting Michigan. Uh, they're they're really counting them out because it's just it's it's a situation, Sonny, where you, you're looking at a team in Ohio State who has recent. You know, success. Michigan really hasn't. I mean, last year they went, what was it, 9-3, and 8-4, whatever it was. And mm-hmm. they, and they played three. the bowl game and, and did well, you know, and whatnot. But we are used to seeing Ohio State, you know, 10-1, and 1, 11 are undefeated. You know, anything more than two losses, it's like, okay, it's a bad season. Well, you know, don't, don't forget about the, uh, you know, the gloomy days of Ohio State when Jim Trestle was there. I mean, that's absolutely. So, I mean, you know, Ohio State, uh, how how soon people forget how bad it got for Ohio State. And then Urban Meyer comes in, 
he's the savior. And now it's like, well, you know, Ohio State uh, is just the pinnacle of college football all of a sudden. You know, so, yeah. I mean, it's it, it, it's it's quick. People forget how quickly, uh, how bad it was in Ohio State for a little while. And it's going to get the same way from Michigan, Sonny. I mean, yeah, as long as Harbaugh sticks around, you're going to have one one loss season, undefeated season, and it's going to get to the point where anything more than two two losses. You know, it's going to be like, okay, that was a bad year. Well, back in 2011, Michigan snapped a seven-game losing streak against Ohio State in a game um, that really kind of went back and forth with, you know, and that whole thing, when you look at, Look at the game itself. Dennis Robinson, uh, of course, one of my Jacksonville Jaguars now, um, uh, making big plays in that game. Uh, but since 2011, really, Michigan uh, has not been able to really put anything together as far as this game is concerned. And and I say that because. Uh, obviously, the games. One of the games wasn't even close, and uh, the other ones. They, they're always kind of that big game, but usually around that fourth quarter and everything else is when things start really, really going downhill uh, for the Michigan Wolverines. Except obviously from last year, and that was a good one last year. So we're going to have a good one here. I, as much in, and you know, I'm a Michigan State fan. I don't know if uh, or a Michigan fan. I also like State a little bit better or a little bit. A little bit less than Michigan, but I like Michigan best. Um, I, I'm actually picking the up the upset as far as Michigan fans are concerned. I, I just have I've seen Ohio State what they've done so far this season, where they're at as far as and primed with the experience that they should not. And, and I still go to the fact they shouldn't have had that opportunity to play in the top four last year but they did and I think that's actually a big time help for this football team as they go into this game against Michigan yeah yeah you're right Sonny and and I actually like Michigan as well and and, part part of me wants to see you happy Sonny Clark right that's part of it but the other part (laughs) is because here's the thing so when after Jim Harbaugh got hired I, and, I, and I clearly remember this. Tarvin uh, proposed, you know, the question of how long is it going to take Jim Harbaugh to get Michigan in the playoff? And every yes. three, four, five years, I said, Brian, it's going to happen in the second season. And if Ohio, I said and the Michigan wins I it, said the third season. I wanted I wanted him to have two years with his own fellas uh, that he brought in. So he, he, he may just be right. Yeah. yeah, I mean, but if Michigan wins this game tomorrow, Sonny, that's year number two. Assuming they win the Big Ten championship game, of course. Yeah, but that's year number two. And, and because here's the thing, I just I just really felt like. Jim Harbaugh is one of the very few guys that can make an impact on a team that fast. And right. I mean, you saw you saw how what he did at Stanford. You saw how quickly he turned around the San Francisco 49ers. I mean, imagine, and I could just I was just envisioning how fast the turnaround was going to be at his alma mater in Michigan. I'm, I'm telling you, Sonny, he he put everything he's got. He's all in on on this job right here. And that's why all these rumors about him going back to the NFL, 
That ain't happening. It ain't happening. Oh God, he ain't going nowhere. You, right? He ain't going nowhere. He's not going nowhere. At least, at least for another five years. That's what I would say. Five years. And and if he has success in the next three or four years, he isn't going to go anywhere for a while. Yeah, so anybody, including my Chicago Bears, that are looking for a new head coach next year, don't look Jim Harbaugh's way. Not happening. No, No, it's not happening. Right where he's at in Michigan, and and, and I'm telling you, Sonny, I'm telling you, I'm sticking to what I said in the second year, which is this year, he's going to have him in the playoffs. And thinking about this, this is a bad year, bad, 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 bad year for the Pittsburgh Steelers to kind of have that lull and everybody. And right now talking about Mike Tomlin, I'm going to tell you right now, people are torqued at Mike Tomlin. This guy could be looking for a job. I think this would be a bad, unfortunate, bad time because I would think the Steelers would be a great place for Jim Harbaugh um, as far as his talent and moving right there in that NFC North. Uh, he would fit right in there with his brother. I mean, the dream, you know, the the dream scenario kind of thing in the NFL. The, I think the best job in the NFL is the Pittsburgh Steelers head coach job um, as far as that's concerned. I mean, who wants to follow Belichick? I don't think he wants that job. Um, and there, um, really the only other team really when you think about great NFL Plate teams, uh, jobs. He's already held San Francisco, which is one of the other ones, and the other one, of course, being Dallas. And Jason Garrett's not going anywhere for a while. So the only place that's really, I think, a, a place that you can think about Jim Harbaugh going would be the Pittsburgh Steelers. Well, I tell you, Sonny, I'd rather see him go there than go to Green Bay because I don't think Mike McCarthy's going to last much longer up in Green Bay. I don't know, man. I'm going to tell you, and I'm glad you brought that up because we, you know, there's been a lot of speculation about what's going on in Green Bay and just, just my mindset. And I don't know if you remember three years ago when you, uh, on one of many times that said, Sonny Clark, you're crazy. Um, three years ago, talked about this football team, not even making the playoffs. Why? Because of what is happening now. And it's so evident. It's unbelievable. And everybody's talking, what's wrong with Aaron Rodgers? There's nothing wrong with Aaron Rodgers. It's the defense. Look what he did last week. He played so well last week. And still, that defense, as usual, by the way, um, you know, they have never been that defense where he go, oh, gosh, you got to worry about that Green Bay defense. The, his, mm-hmm. the problem is, is that Aaron Rodgers' shoulders are just so weak now from carrying this team for the last six freaking years. It's unbelievable. Believable Cuervo, and that is the reason why you got that situation up there in Green Bay. It, 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 his shoulders are finally tired of carrying the team, you know, for the last six years, and it's finally it's finally showing. That's what's happening up in Green Bay. I'm with you, Sonny. 100. percent I'm with you. Um, you know, and you could say that for a couple of teams. I mean, yes. Yeah, I mean, I and. I'll tell you, a lot of people may not agree with this, but it was the same situation in Indianapolis when Peyton was playing there. I mean, Absolutely. You know, exactly. You know, the offense was amazing, and the defense was eh, average. You know, and but yet they still got a Super Bowl, just like Aaron Rodgers did. So, I mean, you know, it, it goes to show you, Sonny, how important the quarterback is in the Absolutely. league. Yep. How important it, is the quarterback? 
and hugely because when you look at Aaron Rodgers and what he brings to you, the guy's going to bring you 320 yards and at least three tu- two to three touchdowns. He might even rush one in knowing who he is. That is winning football for any NFL team. And if you don't think it is, then you, you're not watching football. You're not sure. It is tough to get three touchdowns. This guy gets three to four to five sometimes. Okay, so those numbers win you football games. But you've got to be able to bring a defense. Clay Matthews being down is really a huge thing. That that really hurts this team. But he's only one guy. They're getting burnt on the corners. I mean, big time. So their cornerback play has got to increase tremendously. And obviously, where your shutdown corners are not going anywhere, the Green Bay Packers have figured out what they're secondary or they're going to keep getting beat like this and you're going to see him miss the playoffs hey the green bay packers are not making the playoffs i'm going to tell you right now i you know i I hate to even say that but you got you got the detroit lions who decided that they're going to play football playing very well right now and the minnesota vikings say whatever you want about that football team they got a really good victory last week which i didn't think they were going to get and a really good victory if they continue to win green bay's in a lot of trouble and and watch out watch out for them not talking about the green bay packers in the playoffs and it will be because the front office is not doing what they need to do at least on the defensive side of the ball to bring players into that team now the question would be, uh, in reality, is why can't they bring in the big name stars on the defensive side of the ball when you got Aaron Rodgers throwing you the football? That tells me there's something wrong with either coaching or the front office. No, no, I'm gonna tell you right now, Tony. That's not that's not the issue. It's not about the front office. Well, it is. It is about that. Because here's the thing: if you know the way the Green Bay Packers operate, yes, I do. Um, they. How often do they go out and grab a free agent? Don't. They don't do it. They're all about drafting. They're all about building through the draft. But you know what? I think this shows them that, hey, there's nothing wrong with grabbing a, a couple of free agents for veterans in certain positions that can really help out because there's just certain guys that you can't expect to, to step in right away and, and uh, you know, make, make a difference. It's just not going to happen. You've got to have some sort of veteran leadership there to help you out in, 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 as far as, uh, you know, certain, certain areas. I mean, the running back. I mean, they've had opportunities to pick up certain running backs and they don't do it. So right. It's just, it's, you know, that's the mistake that the Packers make is they're, they're too stubborn to go out there and sign free agents and they'd rather draft these rookies and expect them to – perform like veterans, but you know, they're just, they're going to be disappointed because it's just not going to happen. Exactly. And, and then you've got guys like, um, you know, Julius Peppers spending the money on the wrong guy um, and uh, then having to figure out what they're going to do on the outside is going to be really huge for this football team as they move on. And, and you're, you're right. And also, this is another football team that is not owned by one person like a Jerry Jones. This is a community, if I'm not mistaken, and I may be completely wrong. There's a guy at the top, but it's there's not necessarily – there might be a majority, but up there in Green Bay, the ownership is many people up there, and that makes a big-time yeah. difference as well as far as what they're going to spend and how they're going to spend and when they're going to spend it. 
Yeah, that's true, Sonny. No, you're absolutely right. It's, it's, it's almost like the fans own the team, which is really weird, and I've never heard of that. But, I mean, that's, that's kind of you're, – you're, you're pretty, pretty accurate as far as that part and who owns the team and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, you're, that, that's exactly how it goes. And it's kind of weird, but I mean, maybe that maybe that proves the point that they should probably think about making a change and, and yeah. have some actual uh, football guys in there that that know the game, not just you know some guy wearing a piece of cheese on his head saying, "Yeah, I think we should go get this dude." Exactly. And, um, you know, and take away from what's going on in Green Bay. They also don't have that electric player anymore. I mean, now, granted, Aaron Rodgers is Aaron Rodgers, but they don't have what everybody calls, you know, the X factor or, you know, those kind of those kind of guys anymore. And I think that's a I think that is something that there's a there's something to that, I think, in reality. I mean, go back and look at the look at the guys played for this football team. Uh, uh, Reggie White. Huge impact player for this football team. Bart Starr, back in the day, big, huge impact player. Brett Favre, huge impact player for this football team. Defensively, who was the dude that ran back the touch that ran back the touchdown? Uh, was it uh, last name Howard? Desmond Howard. Desmond yeah, Howard. It, these guys are what you gotta find as well as getting those positioned veteran guys in there in order to play. And when the Green Bay Packers ignore that, that, that guy, because really right now, who is it now? If you want to call them electric Randall Cobb. Okay. This is not your guy. Okay. That you want to be that guy that picks your team up. You want Aaron Rodgers to deliver the ball, but you need that guy to also help with a bump, a bump of excitement and a bump of guys that can do the job. And right now they don't have that on this football team. And I've, I saw that three years ago, Cuervo. And when I was sitting there and, and Cuervo, you remember people saying, son, you've lost your mind. What do you mean this team now? They made the playoffs by one game that year. I said that they weren't. Then the next year they didn't make the playoffs. So you're, you're, you're seeing the team that is now, I, I mean, I saw three years ago why they can't see the fact that Aaron Rodgers cannot lead this team. He's getting older, and there's a lot of things that are going on as far as personnel that they have got to address in this offseason if they expect to be in contention next year because I don't think the Packers are going to make the playoffs. I mean, they got a tough division that they got to play in. They still got to play all three of those teams again. They got to play Minnesota, Chicago, and Detroit, and there's no saying that they're going to get those victories. Um it's going to be a very, very interesting path for the Green Bay Packers for the rest of the season. Sonny, it's music to my ears. It's music to my, and I hate to be that way, but, but I mean, you know. You're, you're going to celebrate. Survival. You're going to have a party. Well, I mean, yeah, just kind of like it, it, it's, it's almost like the Cubs win the World Series, but it's set down, but it's just as, it's just as huge of a party. Yeah, exactly. Just just for the standings in that, the Detroit Lions and the Minnesota Vikings both four and are six and four. Green Bay Packers are four and six. 
So they're already two games behind the eight ball um, in that division. Um, and who knows if the the Lions, you know, the Packers are on four game losing streak. Unbelievable. The Lions are four and one in their last five games. And here, but here's where the Packers have the advantages in division victories right now. They're two and one in the division. The Lions are one and two, and so are the Vikings. So they're winning games outside of their division, and that's making it uh, making the the Packers still have the inside track still a little bit if they do if they are capable of running the table. A couple of years ago, I'd say that the Packers could run the table, but man, I don't know. It doesn't look good for them. No, it doesn't, Sonny. And until they get that defense fixed, it's, it's, it's going to continue to be a struggle. And um, you know, I don't even think you put this on Don Capers, the uh, the defensive coordinator. You really have to, like we were just talking about. You got to look at what the front office is doing. You got to look at the personnel and, mm-hmm. and really evaluate. Like, do we have the right guys in here? Do we have talent that we need? And obviously, the answer is no. So now it's like, okay, how do we fix it? Well, you can't just continue to draft rookies and hope that they break out and, and, and are and are you know just like out of nowhere type players. It's just not going to happen. I mean, you got guys like you know Clinton Dick at safety who. I don't, I don't know, Sonny. I, I, you can debate whether he's been a bust or not. I mean, he's, he's made a couple of plays here and there, but is he really is not, not on a consistent level? The defense that you drafted. Yeah, it's not. He's not the impact, you know, player that you were expecting, especially a guy coming from the University of Alabama. I mean, yes, you expected a lot from a guy like that, and it just hasn't panned out. Yep. A very interesting situation where we are in the season and what's going on. That having been said, uh, oh, we still got our locs to take care of. So what we're going to do uh, in the in the time, we're going to go ahead and we're going to go to a break. And I'm going to switch to the phone because I'm going to check my turkey. I, my, I got to base my turkey, make sure it's all nice and juicy and everything. Uh, so I'll be doing that uh, during the commercial. I'll come back. I'll be on the phone so the, the quality will sound a little bit different. Um, so be ready for that. So we're going to do that. We're going to take a quick break here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. When we come back, let's dive into the first game on the NFL. The first one, what's up on board? Uh, the Detroit Lions, they are in action here uh, against the Minnesota Vikings. That's the first game that is up. We'll talk about that game when we come back here on the Couch Potato Sports Show, Thanksgiving edition. We'll be right back. At Wesson General Contracting Incorporated, we're your one-stop shop for all your general contracting needs. We are locally owned and with over 20 years of experience. So roofing, gutters, sidings, fence staining, painting, foundation problems, or roof damage are no problems at all. Give us a call at 214-200-5588. That's 214-200-5588. Wesson General Contractors, proud sponsor of the Rowlett Eagles radio broadcast. It always happens. 6 p.m. on a Saturday night and your heater or air conditioner goes out. What are you going to do? All the heating and air conditioning people are closed. How about 24-hour service available at 5-Star HVAC Contractors? You can be sure to be serviced amazingly fast. 
That's Five Star HVAC Contractors, serving Relev 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 214-457-8441. Call the experts at Five Star HVAC Contractors. Let Spirit Outfitters be your home for any of your specialty needs. Spirit Outfitters can do it all. Whether it's screen printing, custom apparel, spirit gifts, or embroidery, Spirit Outfitters has you covered. Need personalized apparel? We can do that. Want something just for you? We can do that also. Spirit Outfitters will let your imaginations run wild. Give them a call at 972-412-3440 or visit their showroom at 3538 Lakeview Parkway, Suite 101 in Rowlett. Or check them out on the web as well at thespiritoutfitters.com. never make talking about insurance as exciting as the Kentucky Derby. However, we can make it interesting to see how much we can help you save money on your car insurance. Check out Coslow Insurance at Rowlett Road and Main Street in Rowlett, or check them out on the web at coslowinsurance.com, where we always have the coffee pot on. Yeah, but is it fresh? This is Sunday Clark Radio Voice of your Rowlett Eagles letting you know about Fit Body Boot Camp. What makes Fit Body Boot Camp a unique fitness program is the value of consistent coaching with a professional fitness trainer in a group environment that generates exceptionally high levels of fitness results. At Rowlett Fit Body Boot Camp, we offer complete fitness programs unlike any other that you've tried before. Our program it consists of unlimited group training sessions, fully customized nutrition planning, and a result tracking system designated to ensure our members achieve their fitness goals. Contact Tom or Mark at Fit Body Boot Camp located at 2502 Lawling Lane in Rowlett, Texas, or give them a call at 214-888-2848, or visit them on the web at www.rowlettfbbc.com. today big news in reality if you weren't paying attention yesterday which if it wasn't for the fact i came home and started looking around hell i didn't even know where well there is big news coming out of uh of indianapolis so let's just hit this button right here it is that time that uh, big news coming out of indianapolis before we talk about 
the Lions game in Minnesota, Andrew Luck not in the game here today. And Cuervo, that is a huge guy not to have in your lineup on the Thanksgiving day. Yes, I mean, and uh, the uh, the Thanksgiving meal for Colts fans just got a little more bitter. Uh, the taste yeah. Because that's, that's, not, that's not good for them. That's not good for the Colts. That's, uh, yeah. It's going to be hard for me to pick against the Steelers now, to be honest with you. Absolutely, and they haven't been playing good, and that's the best thing that can happen to the Steelers. We'll talk about that a little bit later when we talk about that game, but up on board here as we're looking at the games here on the Couch Potato Sports Show and the NFL, uh, some good stuff headed out our way here, so let's head into that. The Minnesota Vikings are on the road taking on the uh the Lions and you know this is this is a game that is if if they had everybody all the personnel in the game I think I would I would love this game a little bit more but it definitely benefits the uh, Lions in reality Cuervo when you see what they have done all year long really in reality um it, you know on that winning streak they're on the uh, Vikings have no Teddy Bridgewater, no AP. AP. There's news coming out that AP is getting close to getting back and ready to go. Uh, But six and four, both teams, uh, the Lions have won two in a row. Minnesota won last week, uh, which is a game I didn't think that they were going to win. But um, you look about where the Detroit Lions are, the late, if this game comes down to the last few minutes of the game, that's where the Lions are turning them, turning into a you know playoff caliber football team. They are hot in the fourth quarter, and Cuervo. If the game comes down to the fourth quarter. It's hard not to look at what Matthew Stafford has done with these Lions in the fourth quarter. Yeah, he's becoming casting comebacks, Sonny. I mean, he, he, I think every game that the Detroit Lions have won, they were. They were losing going into the fourth quarter, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. So that really speaks high volumes about the character of not just Matthew Stafford, but I mean Detroit Lions football team. And you, I hate to say it, Sonny, but you know you got to give you got to give some credit to Jim Caldwell too that for you know making sure that his guys stay focused and they don't give up on themselves. And you know, like I said, I mean I'm not going to give him all the credit. I might only give him a little bit of credit, but. At the end of the day, he is the head coach, so that's the way you got to see it. But you know, I, I, I'm really surprised and impressed by how well Matthew Stafford's playing this year. I mean, maybe, maybe, Sonny, dare I say it, the best thing that could have happened to Matthew Stafford was Calvin Johnson retiring because this is the deal. He's he had to throw so much to him, threw so much to him that he neglected the other receivers, Golden Tate, and uh, the, the tight end. And now that Calvin's gone, Sonny, now he can focus more on the offense overall. And what that does is obviously it creates problems for defenses because now you don't know where he's going with the football. He could be throwing to Marvin Jones. He could be throwing to Golden Tate. He could be throwing to Anquan Bolton, Panda Pettigrew, or Ebron. He's got five guys Sonny, that he can throw to. Oh, and by the way, he could pump it off the field, rid it. That's, and that's by the way, if they're offense. in the red zone, he'll run for the touchdown. Yeah, 
And he has no fear either, Sonny, and that's what you want in a quarterback. You want a guy that's not afraid to take a hit, that's not afraid to just go out there and play football. You know, Jay Cutler, take note. He's not out there. He's not out there playing scared. He's not out there uh, just acting like, eh, whatever happens, happens. He cares. He has passion. And that's what you want in your quarterback. And, and uh, you can't ask for much more right now. You've got to be very thankful if you're a Detroit Lions fan for the way they played this year. Um, so, But, you know, it, it kind of brings up the, the question, Sonny. I'm glad we're talking about this because I, I wanted to – I've been thinking a lot about it, and I want to bring this question to you because of the fact that Stafford threw so much to Calvin Johnson. Do you think – you know, it makes me wonder, is it because Stafford was afraid to throw to other guys and he felt like, well, this is my only option? Or – is it because Calvin Johnson was just like a lot of receivers out there, one of those divas that says, hey, dude, you better throw me the ball X amount of times a game or else we're going to have problems. It, it kind of I think had me he, thinking. It made me wonder. I, I think he had a little bit of a couple of things, and one of them is that. But I don't think Calvin Johnson was the guy that was in Stafford's face getting me the get me the ball, get me the ball, get me the ball. What I think is is I think Matthew Stafford depended on their their Megatron, their mega superstar, and even bigger than him. Let's be honest. I mean, someone's got to deliver the ball, but really, who got the news? Megatron uh, when he didn't make the catch in the end zone. We saw that a couple of times not completing the catch all the way to the ground the guys that the, the guy had to get the ball to him to to get it to the guy and, and I don't blame Matthew Stafford for giving to the ball to Calvin Johnson what the problem was is exactly what you started and I've been saying this for years as well when you depend upon a guy so much you go to him regardless because the guy can make plays and the simple fact of the matter is, is that Matthew Stafford was, was a magnet. I mean, you watched his eyes. He didn't look off of Calvin Johnson. This guy would, if he was throwing the ball to Calvin Johnson, after that ball was snapped, you knew it, especially in the red zone. And that was one of my complaints. I was talking about this for, for years. This guy needs to get the ball to a guy. I mean, I don't know how many times Brandon Predigrew has got to be open into the end zone. And he was. And the fact that the coaches didn't bring that up tells me that there was a relationship there um, that he trusted if he could get the ball to him, Calvin Johnson was going to bring it in. Not more that he was scared to do it. It was just that, that, that friend thing they got going, that connection, that chemistry. But I don't know if he was necessarily afraid to throw it. It's more in the fact that you, if you got that guy, you throw him the, throw him the ball. But Here's where I think that changes the changing of that thought should have went away is when Calvin Johnson for the last two years was injured all the time. And the reason being he had to go up for the ball. He was getting hit, uh, twisted ankles, things. That's when Matthew Stafford should have been able to deliver the ball to other people. And he didn't. And me personally, I think the reason why Matthew Staff or uh, Calvin Johnson did retire is one of the fact this guy was never healthy. And part of that problem is Matthew Stafford just using him as a crutch in order to get the ball into the end zone. Yeah. And that's a good point, Sonny. I mean, you know, you, you look at the last couple of years and, and the injuries that, that Calvin Johnson had and, and 
you know, and, and the Lions still found a way to win some games. But it's just if there's something different about this Lions team this year where, they, I mean, it, it, it just I just have to say it to really think about it. I mean, they have won every game that they were losing going into the fourth quarter. Uh, mm-hmm. I, Including yeah, one yeah, with 23 yeah. seconds against the team that they're playing today, the Minnesota Viking, when the, uh, Prater had to hit a 58-yard field goal to get it into overtime. Right, right. And, and you know, but just you think about how that has changed back when, you know, Stafford was throwing interceptions and, and you know, and uh, just not making the plays that he needs to make. I mean, it's a total, it's a total 180 of what it was two, three years ago. And, you know, it's, um, I think, I think Stafford has really taken his game to another level, uh, you know, a level up from where he's been. I think, I think he's become that much better. I think it is too. And, and uh, I said at the beginning of the season, when we were talking about this team, this is the best thing that could ever happen to Matthew Stafford. Um, This guy need, this guy needed someone uh, or something to happen to him in order for him to, to deliver the ball correctly. Now, you know, the the crazy thing about this is is when you look at the numbers and see where he is as a a quarterback just and this is just through two uh, ten games okay so there's obviously six more games to go in the season this guy's thrown for twenty six hundred and fifty one yards already Cuervo I mean crazy good crazy good numbers okay he's going to end up with around four to five thousand yards again uh, up on top of it so. But looking at the numbers, here's the uh, the numbers that I think is huge. We're halfway past the season, okay? And he's thrown the ball uh, 351 times. He's thrown it 351 times. So he still has six more games. I think he's going to get up there. He's going to be around the high 500s or the low 600s. And that is really a good thing for him because they have to get balanced. They have to run the football and they have not been able to run the football, but here's the huge number. Only five interceptions this year for Matthew Stafford. Five. Okay. This is a guy that throws double digit interceptions all year long. He's on pace for nine. So that'll be the first, that'll be the first thing that really helped them. Why did he throw interceptions? Because he was trying to force the ball to the wrong person at the wrong time. And that's why the interceptions happened. Um, this guy is prone to throw in it. Now last year, he only turned through 13 the year before that 12, but the years when they were really focusing on Megatron before he was hurt, 16, 17, 19 interceptions throughout the season. Those are a huge number. Now, granted the, the yards were 5,049, uh, 46, um, But I think we see a lot of things change as far as what this guy is capable of doing. But when you look on the other side in this game, Cuervo, I mean, you're looking at a guy, Sam Bradford, is like, like I always say, nothing to write home to mama about. But I remember the first year we were on this show. We were a Sam Bradford you know, bandwagon. I mean, look what this did in his rookie season. Since then, he has either been injured or not playing well. But I think what really hurts 
Matthew Stafford is not having Norbert Turner right there, uh, you know, leading him. So I think that that could be a huge factor for the rest of the season for for him as he moves on. That's true, Sonny. I mean, you know, North Turner was was what do they call him, the czar of quarterbacks or something like that, or some kind of thing. Something, yeah. I mean, he's he's worked with some pretty, you know, he's got a pretty impressive resume when it comes to working with quarterbacks and being an offensive coordinator and things like that. But here's the thing: when AP comes back, it's all going to be forgotten about. It's not going right. to matter anymore. You got the best running back still, in my opinion, in the league, backing you up. And and their Oklahoma, uh, uh, you know, alumni. Come on, Sonny. It, it doesn't get much better than that. So, uh, you know, I, I think once if AP comes back, they're gonna be like Norv. Who? We got AP back. Norv. Who? Yep. It's not. It, they're not gonna care anymore up in Minnesota, and for the Viking fans, they're not gonna care anymore. So it'll be it'll be a forgotten t- about topic. Yeah, and North Turner's going to be head coach next year. I mean, he I think he decided oh, God, to take the call. Oh, well, no, I mean, God. well, I I I'm telling you right now. When you see what not, he did in those first 5 games, he he did the strategic thing where Vo, his stock went up. They were undefeated. They were 5 and 0. Oh. He said, "You know what? I'm going to ride this biatch for the next 2 or 3 years as a head coach someplace else because there are many teams looking at North Turner to lead this team in, into into next year." And I'm not necessarily a North Turner fan. But I will say this, I think this guy knows what he needs to do in order to, well, in, to, in order to secure his future. And, and he hasn't been great as a head coach, but with what he did with Minnesota without those, you know, I think it's huge. Now, I don't necessarily know the reason why this guy de- decided to, to, to resign. But the fact that they were on a winning streak at the time it happened, that tells me there's one of two things. Number one, he's getting interest. He's getting calls. They're fielding calls for being a head coach next year. Number two, there's a problem between head coach and obviously offensive coordinator. Yeah, God help us all, Sonny, if he becomes a head coach. He's not a very good head coach. I don't understand why people think that he's a good head coach. And if the Bears hire him as a head coach, hmm. I don't know, Sonny. I, 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 <laughs> I like, didn't even think about the Bears, but, you know. You, I might and, just and Norf, for the year. Hey, listen, you want to know what North Turner said? North Turner said that he thought he was holding the offense back is the reason why. I think that is the best line ever for someone who's so full of it. I, I really do. I, I'm like, this guy honestly, listen, honestly thinks that, so, I mean, I, I just know the business just a little too much. You don't leave because you okay. think you're holding your offense back and you're five and zero. Oh. Okay, so, his, so he's holding the offense back. And he's holding himself back as far as his abilities as an offensive coordinator. That's what it sounds like to me. If he's holding the offense back, well, who's responsible for the offense? Oh, that's right, the offensive coordinator is responsible. Right, so you're holding yourself back. Is that is that what you're well, saying? I don't see. I don't believe it. See that. That's why I think he's just full of it. I mean, when you're five and zero, you're not holding your team back. You're cautiously leading your football team. 
I mean, really, when you think about it, you're cautiously moving your team to get victories. And with what your personnel was, of course you got to be cautious. Of course you got to hold it back. You can't just let Sam Bradford go up there and whip the ball, you know, you know, 15, 20 times down the field. You've got to play conservative when the personnel is what it is. You know, this guy's full of it. I don't believe him for two seconds that this guy um, is set and, and holding his quote-unquote holding his team back wherever. I'm not falling for it. Yeah, I'm not either, Tony. I mean, that's that's such. I mean, it's the king to top out lines. I guess I don't know how yeah. to describe it, but it's it's the ultimate cop out. Like I, I just don't feel like um, you know, the Dolphins can do better without me. No, nah, dude, you're you're ready. That you've had. He had his bat. His bags packed already, Sonny. He yes, he did. That. I his I think he did already. Packed. And he was like, all right, let me hurry up and, and give him this little one-liner. I don't want to miss my flight. So that's what that was. Yeah. And, and there, there's actually, you know, and, and th- this rumor is solid. And I'll tell you the reason why. Chris Mortensen says it is. Okay. So if Chris Mortensen has the story, regardless of that BS that happened last year, Chris Mortensen is the guy. Okay. And – they have two colleges that are looking at him as to be a, a head coaching in college. And wouldn't that be wonderful? Because hmm. you can say whatever you want. The, the job, the, the level of the job goes down huge when you go to college compared to the NFL because it's a full-time, you know, a full-time job, you know, sometimes 12, 13 hours a day every year. Um, they're, I'm going to tell you right now, a college gig would be perfect for him. He's been in the NFL for over 30 years, 32 years coaching football, I mean, in the NFL. I mean, that's a lot of years to coach a football team. It is. It is. That's interesting, though. I, I, would, I would have never pictured North Turner in the college room. I, I gotta wrap and, that one around my head. I've never, I've never, I never would have fathomed that thought that North Turner coach in college. Has he ever coached in college? Like I don't even know the answer to that. 1984, hey, he was the offensive coordinator for USC and the Trojans. Then he was hired in '85 by the Rams. Right after that, to be the wide receivers coach. So he he has a he has a little tenure in college. God, that's funny. That's been 30 years since you've coached any type of That's the only thing that really bothers me about the, the, the rumor because this is an old-school coach coming in with these yeah. new guys. I, you know, yeah, I don't trust the – I mean, it's not the fact that I don't trust North Turner as a coach or a head coach, but you also got to understand these right. are even younger guys that with guys that – and guys that you've got to – straighten up and say, listen, you are not the guy anymore. You may have been a guy in high school, but this ain't high school anymore. This is college. And 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 I don't know if he could be ready to do something like that. I don't know. But there are rumors that there are good 
colleges out there that are looking. They haven't made mention of the name, so they evidently didn't give the okay to say the name of the school. But there are two colleges out there that are actually actively looking at this guy. So whether it's the NFL or heading to college, it'd be kind of crazy. Yeah, I, I just – it just kind of – wow, they used to me for a loop there, Sonny. I wasn't expecting that, but I guess it would just have to be – he's got a lot of work to do as far as studying up on what has changed, and you better get your recruiting tactics together because – Absolutely. You don't have to recruit in the NFL. You don't have to recruit in the NFL. And I don't think he did any recruiting back in, when he was at USC back in 84. Probably so, not. Um, and if he did, he probably forgot what to do. So he's going to have to learn how to recruit. And yeah. Trust me, it's not easy. I don't think his it's name holds up enough that. for anybody to say, oh, yeah, we got to go there. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, really, I mean, if you like, think about it, I don't, I don't think there's like, anything like that going on. Yeah, who's North Turner? Who is that guy? Oh, well, he coached AP. Oh, okay, now I'm listening. Oh, you coached AP? You coached uh, Philip Rivers? Okay, now I'm now I'm all ears. That's yeah. how he's going to have to sell himself. His, Absolutely. His name himself is not going to sell something. His resume no. is going to have to speak for itself. I've worked Absolutely. With this guy, this guy, and you know. So and you're and you're going to have to bring you're going to have to bring some big names. Not well, Zanian Tomlinson. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He don't even play anymore. <laughs> Exactly. He don't even play no more. So he's going to have to that – that's how he's going to have to sell himself, Sonny, and that's going to be tough. That's going to be real tough. So looking at this game, Cuervo, I mean, there's a lot of things that you can look at. I mean, as far as the game is concerned, the Vikings right now, um, they only uh, – they they only put three points up on the board against Arizona on Sunday. That's the thing that worries me about – the Minnesota Vikings going into this game. Never mind the fact that they're home. Never mind that the Lions offense seems to be more balanced than it ever has been um, with the with the fact of you know, I, him obviously looking at other targets uh, throwing the ball in the air. Uh, so this is an interesting situation. I don't know. Is Sam Bradford going to have to go ahead and, and, and be the superstar in order to get there? Or do they figure out what North Turner was doing and continue that? They lost some games right in a row before they got this last victory there, Cuervo. So looking at this game, who are you picking in this game? Uh well, I'm going to go with Detroit, Sonny, because I just I, I, I feel like it's, it's a home game for the Lions. Um, you know, you, you look at the defense of the Vikings, and they started to, dare I say, struggle a little bit. Um, yeah, I mean, they're still elite. Don't get me wrong. They're still a great defense. But you look at what um, – uh, who was it? I mean, hell, the Arizona – Arizona did play last week, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah, I mean, Arizona, Carson Palmer had a pretty good game against them last week, if I remember right. I mean, he threw a couple of... No, no Minnesota yeah. won last week, Cuervo. Oh, and I that, know they and... did. No, I know they did. No, I know they did, but I'm just looking strictly at how Carson Palmer played against that defense. 
Oh, I see what you're saying. He had a rough time. He threw interceptions, picks here, picks there. Uh, Carson Palmer had a rough, rough day. But then again, Carson Palmer is not Matthew Stafford. And that that is the thing that I think of as far as what you look at as far as the game. Also, we get back to the fact that, you know, the Vikings, I, I don't know. They played really well. They scored 23 points in the second and third quarter, but they did that. That's the thing is whether or not they didn't score in the fourth quarter and they darn near lost. Mm -hmm. I mean, the Arizona Cardinals, if they had a quarterback that could actually play up a little bit better than Carson right now, I'm not saying he's horrible. Okay. Before anybody rips me, I'm just saying Carson Palmer is not the Carson Palmer of a couple of years back. So, the simple fact of the matter is, is when you look at the Arizona Cardinals, um, they had an opportunity to win that game, even in the fourth quarter. Bad mistakes, a couple of them by Carson Palmer in that game. So, but we get right. back to Matthew Stafford in the fourth quarter. That's the reason why I don't trust the Vikings. They had a great first, second, and third quarter. That fourth quarter, they definitely gave it up and did not get on the board in, in the end zone. Your defense can be great, but you got to put points up on the board if you're going to go up against a team that can score, and the Lions can score as well. Yes, they can, Sungin. And, you know, I, I would pick Minnesota if they were at home. It just, it yes. just has that feel of, you know, the home the home field advantage is gonna really benefit the Lions today. So I am gonna take uh I'm gonna take Detroit. Um I'm looking at the numbers. Yeah, you're right. Palmer he I wouldn't say he had an average game. Yeah, I mean, twenty for thirty eight. It's just the crunch yards. time it's just the crunch so time low. numbers, Cuervo. Yeah, I mean two touchdowns, two picks. And and one of them was a pick six, if I remember right. So, yes, pick six um, for 99 yards, if I'm not – or 100 yards. He caught it right there on the end zone line, and he ran it all back for the yeah. touchdown. So yeah, there's exactly, another exactly. score that they didn't get offensively as well. Right. So, I mean, you know, if you look at it, Minnesota, I mean, the, the offense itself only really scored, what, 23 points? Mm-hmm. No, not even. The, no, yep. the offense the offense scored uh, 16 points because you had a pick six, and then Cordell Patterson also ran a kickoff back for a touchdown. Yeah, that's right, so, Cordell Patterson. Uh, yeah, yeah, so you take 14 points up off the board uh, for the offense, mm-hmm. and, in fact, they lose that game. Pretty much. Yeah, exactly. So, And they gave up 100 yards rushing to David Johnson, which – uh, I don't know. I don't think he's. I don't know what people see in him. I don't think he's that good of a running back, but he's getting the job done. I mean, getting the, the job done. That the Vikings. The fact that the Vikings gave up 100 yards rushing last week, um, and now they're on the road against a Lions team that can hurt you both ways. I mean, look for Theo Riddick to have a pretty good game. I'm not saying he's going to have 100 yards, but I could see. I could well, see they'll use him in the yards. passing game on third down. They'll use him in the passing game on third down. That I think that's where Theo's got probably going to have his most success in this game because he's not going to be able to run the ball. Minnesota Vikings do not let you run the football against them. No, they don't. They're pretty stingy up front. So, yeah, uh, I still like Detroit just because of uh, you know the struggles, like I said, uh, that the um, that the Vikings are having offensively. Sixteen points the offense gave up. So. Yeah, uh, or that they actually scored. But that being said, you know, I, I, I'm a, I like Detroit just because I think I think their offense is more more productive. 
I think they are too. And their defense is not horrible either. So, all right, that's what we're both up on the Lions board here today. Um, and what we're going to do is we're going to take another quick break because I got to go base my turkey. Um, so if I come back and it sounds like I'm on the phone, it's because I'm on the phone. So we're going to do that. We're going to take a quick break here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. When we come back, we'll talk about the next game that's up on the board. That is the Washington Redskins taking on the Dallas Cowboys on Thanksgiving in the big D-A-L-L-A-S. So uh, that one should be a good one. We'll talk about that when we come back here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. In 1998, Scooter's Coffee was born. Co-founders Don and Linda Eccles began their amazing journey when they opened up their first drive through coffee house in Bellevue, Nebraska. Their motto is, amazing people serving amazing drinks amazingly fast. Scooter's only roast from the top 10% specialty coffee beans in the world. And their specialty, the Caramelicious. If you're new to Scooter's, you can't go wrong with ordering this rich velvety caramel gem. So make sure you check out Scooter's Coffee, located at Rowlett Road in the 66 with a convenient drive through so you can get onto your business real quick. That's Scooter's Coffee, located in Rowlett. selling your home could be the single most important decision you make in your life. You need someone with the experience and know-how to help you through this decision. Brian Chadwick of JP and Associate Realtors has you covered. Knowing the specifics of the Rowlett and Rockwall area is his specialty. Contact Brian at 972-533-9059 or visit him on the web at brianchadwick.jphomesforsale.com that's Brian with a Y, not Nye Chadwick, dot jphomesforsale.com. At Chang Lee Saekwondo, learn the art of self-defense, discipline, respect, physical development, and mental focus. Become the best that you can be. At Chang Lee Saekwondo, we offer an after-school program, fitness kickboxing, birthday parties, summer camp, and homeschool classes. Check out our one-year anniversary special. Two weeks in a free uniform for $19.99. That's right, $19.99 gets you two weeks and the free uniform. Check out Chang Lee's at 469-506-4483 or visit them on the web at mychanglees.com. This is Sonny Clark, radio voice of your Rowlett Eagles, letting you know about the Mitchell Law Firm. Looking for a bankruptcy attorney in Rowlett? Talk directly to your bankruptcy attorney, not their paralegal. Get a personal touch directly from Greg Mitchell. The Mitchell Law Firm handles a wide variety of bankruptcy-related matters, including litigation arising out of bankruptcy matters in state as well as federal court. We represent both individual and small business debtors in Chapter 7, Chapter 11, and Chapter 13 bankruptcies. For more information, come in contact with Greg Mitchell at 972-463-8417. That's 972-463-8417. Or visit him on the web at www.mitchellps.com.
Are you in need of an electrician in the Rowlett, Rockwall, or Saxe area? What kind of electrical work needs to be done, residential, business, or industrial? Contact Alan Bauer Electric for all of your electrical needs. It's important to have a qualified licensed electrician taking care of any electrical problems you may be having so your loved one or customers are safe. We have built our business on quality for a fair price and good customer service, but of course. Give Alan Bauer Electric a call at 214-356-0197 and tell him Sonny sent you. Alan Bauer Electric, proud sponsor of the Rowlett Eagles radio broadcast. too much. I'm going to tell you a little bit about this so you understand what I'm talking All right. We are back here on the Couch with Terry Sports Show. Sorry about that, folks, as I am sitting back down in my chair. Went ahead and I basted my turkey. So things are looking good. As far as my turkey is concerned, here on Thanksgiving, hit that button right there, then hit this button right here. All right, we're all set and we are back. Uh, Cuervo, you online still? I'm here, Sonny. We are actually, we just took the turkey out of the fridge, do the last marinating, the last basting, and she's getting ready to go in the oven here soon. Very good. I'm going to post my picture I took of my turkey as I was basting my turkey and stuff like that. I'm going to post my picture up on Facebook and uh, let people see my my turkey all set and ready to rock and roll. So that having been said, let's go on to the next game. That's up on a tap here. It is the 6-3-1 and three and one Washington Redskins. Who have won two in a row, by the way? They got a tie as well, so it's not a loss, but it's not a win either. That could come into play a little bit later on in the season, depending on where New York and the Dallas Cowboys are. But what can you say about the Dallas Cowboys? A nine-game winning streak. They are first in the NFC East and third in the NFC East are the Washington Redskins who are 6-3. and three. Now, we're talking about the best offense in the NFL, and we can sit here and debate it back and forth, but, you know, Dak Prescott, Ezekiel Elliott, finding, you know, Cole Beasley and Jason Witten's becoming a pretty good friend of his as well on the offensive side of the ball, and the defense, they're not the best out there, but they're getting the job done. The Washington Redskins, on the other hand, this is a football team that's keeping plugging away. And in the traditional season in the NFC West, they could be sitting on top of this division at 6-3-1. and one. Instead, they find themselves third. And you look at all the divisions in football, Cuervo, the NFC East, that's got some quality teams in it if it's not the best in the whole NFL as far as the divisions are concerned. Well, I mean, when we talk about the NFC East, Sonny, I mean, I mean, it's it's always a dogfight. I mean, I can't think of a more even division than the NFC East right now. I mean, when, you really have to take a look at, okay, what what division can you say at any given year? Any, you know, I mean, you could grab grab a name out of the bag. 
and be like, yep, that team's going to win the division. Because anything can happen in that division, Sonny, and that's what makes it one of the better ones. I don't think it's the best, but it's one of the better ones. I'll tell you what, it's the most competitive. I'll say that. It's the most competitive. Absolutely, and you so, look at this. And you look at this game. It's that division fight. It's that division. And I'm going to tell you right now. There's a. It, it, like I said, normally we're not talking about a team nine and one in week number ten in the NFC East. You're talking at best usually six is six and four usually, but. That's not business as usual is not getting the job done in this division because of the Dallas Cowboys. But we talked about it last week. If Dallas took that loss last week, then took the loss to the Washington Redskins. And if the Giants won, which they did, and the Redskins won, um, we could be talking about a total different division. Now the Dallas Cowboys, if they get this victory right now, I'm not I'm not sure who could stop them from winning this division in reality, Cuervo. Well, nobody's going to, Sonny. I'll tell you right now, I really think that unless unless something significant happens like uh, an injury December? or they or they start Tony Romo again, oh, God, help us all. Or, de- or December. Cowboys, it, 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 well, still, uh, but you're talking about this isn't Tony Romo. This ain't, this, ain't, this ain't your big brother's Dallas Cowboys, all right? This is Dak Prescott. This is a – it's a new day in Dallas. I'm telling you, Sonny, it's a new day in Dallas. And, and your listeners down there in the local area may love or hate what I'm saying, but it's a new day. I mean, you, you can't go back now, all right? Tony Romo has said it, and Dak Prescott has said it on the field. This is his team now. He is the quarterback of this franchise. And it's huge shoes to fill, not because of Tony Romo, but just because of the star on that helmet, okay, and we talked about it. There's yep. just certain positions in sports where it adds a lot more value than, than you know, any other position. So, uh, and being the Dallas Cowboys quarterback, that's a huge deal, Sonny. But so far, Prescott, he's embraced it, and, and he's made it happen. I mean, look, they're 9-1. and one. I'm telling you, Sonny, if, if Tony Romo was quarterback of this team, they'd be 5-4 and four right now, or 5-5. Five and five. Well, they'd be five and five, six and four. Exactly, and but here, here's just one of the things to keep in mind of where the Dallas Cowboys are, and this goes back to 2010. They they have a drop off, at least up underneath Jason Garrett. They have a drop off in December, and that drop off is atypical of this football team as far as a whole. Now. Tony Romo, you can say whatever you want about him. Uh, talk about the collapse, if that's what you want to call it, or whatever you feel like you need to call it. The only thing here is, is that the fact of the matter is, is when you have a team that performs in December the way they do, that's something that is a plague. That's not just Tony Romo, which, by the way, in Tony Romo's case, Tony Romo's numbers in December have been awesome. So the falloff not, is not necessarily Tony Romo, except when the game is on the line, and that's usually where it is. So that could, that could be the difference of where you're looking at in December. Like you said, it's a new regime. It's a new era down here in Dallas now with their new you know superstar, that obviously being Dak Prescott. But more importantly, it's the fact that they have a balanced offense, and Ezekiel Elliott might I mean, this guy, this guy coming out of Ohio State, someone needs to shoot him. Um, but take away from that, I mean, 
this guy has definitely taken on the reins here as a rookie getting the job done for the Dallas Cowboys at the running back position. Oh, and I, and I, I mean, you gotta, you have to admit, Sonny, he has by far, hands down, exceeded everyone's expectations. I mean, unless, unless you're trying to be that homer and say like, oh no, no, he, he, we knew he was going to be this good. Okay. You're full of yourself. All right. You're full of yourself. He has exceeded hands down the expectation that, that, you know, the, the, that anybody's had for him. Um, now, we all knew he was going to be a good player, and there's no doubt about that. But to play as good as he did or that he has um, so far, I, I, I mean, you can't sit here and tell me that you knew that he was going to be on pace with guys like Eric Dickerson mm-hmm. to break rookie records. To break. Now, that's why you draft a guy like that number four overall in a day where we don't see running backs get drafted this high anymore because the running back position itself is not as valuable anymore because it's yep. a passing league. It's a quarterback-driven league. So, um, but I'm telling you, it, I, said it, I said it last Sunday, too, before the game against the, uh, uh, you know, the, their last game. This Baltimore. team is not where they are. Obviously, Dak Prescott is, is a huge part. But Ezekiel Elliott brings that balance that you need, yes. that you absolutely need. And that's why they're so successful. I mean, hell, he beat the Pittsburgh Steelers by himself, Sonny, in Pittsburgh. Yeah. And, How many and, rookies? Yeah, no, exactly. How many rookie? Well, the last rookie that won the uh, the MVP? Take a guess who it is. You know who it is. Maybe. The last Maybe rookie not. to win an MVP. Mm-hmm. Oh, Sonny, you got me up. I mean, was it Eric Dickerson? I don't know. No, 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 no. It's the one that is not playing in Minnesota. Uh, Adrian Peterson. Adrian Peterson. I don't know, Sonny. I don't think he won the MVP as a rookie. I'll, I can look. I could have sworn. We do. By the way, folks. Obviously, we do this off the top of the head. Now we're going to be going looking, and we'll look at it. I thought it was Adrian Peterson. Maybe it's something with Peterson, with the comparison to Ezekiel Elliott that I was reading. So I will look that up. Um, um, MVP. Let's find out. Uh, the good thing about Google. That's one of the good things here. Um, mm-hmm. It's. Let's see here, uh, Adrian Peterson, Rookie of the Year, um, yes. but I thought he was the MVP as well. Hold on one second. I could be incorrect about this. He did, now, now, Sonny, he did win an MVP, but it was not his rookie year. It was in 2000, and I want to say 12, when he rushed for 2,000 yards. Well, he has won see. an MVP. But it was not his rookie year. It was 2012. You're right. So, but he he won the rookie of the year. So that's definite. So I was incorrect. Thank I, you. know, obviously we do it. You know, if I could go get up an ESPN research packet like Mike Greenberg. Oh yeah. You know, get a packet for research. Uh, uh, that still bothers me. Uh, but anyway, there you go. Um, but. You know, seven seven Pro Bowls and uh, that that that's huge up on itself. Um, it, the guy has just been a force in the NFL since he came in came into the uh, came into the league in, in 2007. Uh, Pro Bowl 
uh, seven times, five times uh, first teamer. But um, the you know Ezekiel Elliott, he's on the line. I mean, they're rookie of the year. The only team, the only the only person that can come close to him in the rookie of the year in the voting would be Dak Prescott. And who knows? Maybe they would give it to him because he's the quarterback. Because that's what this league's all about. But it's been all about Ezekiel Elliott. Oh yeah. Oh, for sure, Sonny. Oh, nice picture. I'm looking at your picture right now. Yeah, I did pretty uh, good on that turkey, didn't I? Yeah. Yep. I see that big old red dot, which is obviously the uh, the little uh, the popper. Uh, yeah, when it comes out, place. that's when it's done. I think it'll be over when we're done with the with the game, and I'll be or the show, and then I'll be eating turkey for the first game. That was the plan. Mm, that sounds good. That sounds good. <laughs> you enjoy it. You enjoy it, my friend. Mine should be done in time for the second game. So yes, uh, depending on what time. Uh, by, by the way, what size time. bird did you get? What What was the weight on your bird? Um, you know what? I'm not even a hundred percent sure, Sonny. But just by the looks of it, it's about a twelve, maybe thirteen pounder. Yeah, my, so mine's a ten a pounder. Mine, mine's a well, well, pretty big size. That's for you and your wife. Yeah, it's pretty big for you and your wife. And, well, and you having got, company? Got, yes, yes, yes. We do have some company coming over. Um, you know, and also just in case we get unexpected guests or two that I invited, but it, you know, kind of like I'm not sure if I'm going to come over, and then they get you get the call that they're coming over. I just want to make sure I have enough food, so. That's why I decided to get such a big bird. Got it. It, it, So it must be bigger than a twelve pounder then, because I think mine. I think mine was a ten, ten or eleven pounder. See, it didn't have the weight on it. We got it free from where I work, so they just handed me a turkey. I was like, "Well, I'm not going to let it go to waste. I'm going to cook this thing up." I almost, I almost cooked it yesterday. (laughs) Same here. Yeah, I got, I got mine at work too for, uh, you know, for free thanks to our uh, what we call our family readiness officer. So thanks. Ah, there you go. Definitely. So, but uh, today's game, uh, you know, Dallas, you know, you know, 400 yards of total offense in eight consecutive games, Cuervo, that, that, that's, those are, that's crazy in itself. Um, And uh, New England has the record and Denver as well um, with the, with the longest, with, uh, with, um, with uh, eight, so they tied the longest. They're trying to break it. If they go over 400 yards, they'll be the first team uh, in the NFL to do that in nine games. So, uh, 301 yards, three touchdowns for Dak Prescott. Not throwing the ball deep down the field, but he can, and he's not horrible at it, which is another thing. So, they, I think right now the way that they're bringing Dak Prescott into this uh, league is good, but. On the other side, you look at Kirk Cousins. I, I mean, I don't think this guy's worth the money he's making. But they didn't have a choice. They they so they put him under the franchise tag. I'd do it again next year in a heartbeat. Um, as far as that is concerned, um, it, you know they got to win. Uh, and not only that, they beat the heck out of Green Bay Packers, uh, forty-two to twenty-four. That just goes to show where the defense was, because Kirk Cousins was lighting up the defense for the Packers. Um, so five hundred fifteen yards against the t- uh, Packers uh, for the Washington, and they've hit five hundred yards twice this season. So that times 
uh, that ties for the most single uh, campaign back since 1950 for the Redskins. So the Redskins doing things out of their normal, but they're doing it with guys like Pierre Garçon and Crowder um, and uh, the rookie rusher, Robert Kelly. Uh, so, um, yeah, this is going to be a good one, Cuervo. Unlike most Thanksgiving games, you know, sometimes you'll see a blowout. I think this is going to be a really competitive game. I do, too. I do, too, Sonny. I mean, this is probably going to be, now that Andrew Luck is not playing tonight, uh, this is probably be the best game of the day, in my opinion. Um, I think this one will be the best. Then, uh, obviously, Detroit, Minnesota will be two. And... Um, and then obviously the Colts Steelers. I don't think it's going to be very close without Andrew Luck, but um, that that's the way I would rank today's games. Uh, did you see my picture? It's, it's I'm looking at it, it right look- now. I'm looking at your great basting holes. You did good. Yeah, well, no credit goes to Mrs. Cuervo. Um, I, I, <laughs> I gave her, I gave her that duty. <laughs> yeah, uh, okay, so you gave her the reins. Well, she's got some great basting holes. That's a, that's the key to having uh, of of this. And it's probably about a it's it's probably about a fourteen pounder. So yeah, you, I think you did good. Yeah, yeah. I um, and I, like I said, I mean, I I like I'd rather have too much than not enough. That's just right. The way I exactly. Am when it comes to, these things, but but it's gonna be it's, it's gonna be uh, there's gonna be a lot of food, so so yeah, that's you know. always good. good so good food, good food, good football, good food, good yes, This is gonna be the best game of the day. This is gonna be the I one. think it is. I think this is gonna be the best game of the day because that Indianapolis game is just gonna be three hours of a, a game on. Uh, you know, we'll talk about that game. I think the fact Andrew Luck's not in that game is gonna be huge. But uh, the Redskins are six one and one since they lost uh, uh, to the um, to the uh, Cowboys uh, in the fourth quarter. So. You know, you're looking at a football team. I think, as far as the Redskins are concerned, they got they got a couple of guys can get the job done for them. Um, you know, Alfred Morris gets another shot at you know, you know, sticking it to the Redskins. You know, you know, as he did last week for the Cowboys this time, though, obviously. Um, but uh, this this is a really interesting thing. By the way, I, and I read this stat. Seven times that the Washington Redskins have played on Thanksgiving Day, and right now um, the Cowboys uh, have a six and one record against the Redskins on Thanksgiving Day. Um, so, but Washington has won its uh, won the first visit when they went to AT and T Stadium. So, last time on Thanksgiving, it was the Washington Redskins. Um, do you give the Redskins any chance of winning this game on Thanksgiving, as seeing how it is in Dallas on Thanksgiving? I do, Sonny. I mean, I give them a chance. I really do. Um, you know, I think if Kirk Cousins is lighting them up like, uh, like you know, he has in other teams, then I think the Redskins have a very good chance. I mean, you look at – um, you know this uh, this new running back that they have now that has surfaced uh, Robert Kelly, I think his name is. Or something yep, like Robert that. Kelly. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, um, I mean this guy this guy ran all over the Green Bay Packers defense. But then again, name me somebody that can't do that right now, as bad as they're playing. So, but um, as far as Dal- I mean you know as far as Dallas's defense, I think he can still 
be productive, Kelly. Um, it's just going to come down to the defense of the Redskins. I mean, will they be able to contain Dak Prescott? Let's see what they do to put pressure on him. I mean, that's one thing I really haven't seen all year is him really right. be pressured. And, and, I mean, obviously the credit goes to the O-line for that. But let's see if the, the, the Washington Redskins can be the team that actually creates pressure on on Dak Prescott. And really, when you have a hot quarterback like, like you do uh, with Prescott, that's the key. You have to make sure that you get some sort of pressure on him. Yeah. So I think there's a, you know, I, I, I want, I'm looking at this game and I, I still think that the Dallas Cowboys still lose two more games. And I look at the schedule, I see the lions that are on the schedule. Wouldn't surprise me if they lost to the lions. Um, and then of course they have Philadelphia, the last game of the season. I just, I, I, I don't know I, I, the, the uncertainty of where your rookies are. Now, granted, the the rookies are in pretty darn good shape here, as far as the Dallas Cowboys are concerned. Um, but they're they're going to fall. There's going to be times when they're going to fall, and I'm just wondering: Are we near that time where they're going to fall when they're not? Uh, you know, I I think they could be. I, I I think they could be beaten, and it wouldn't surprise me if the Dallas Cowboys lost today. The only problem is, is I don't know if it's going to happen there, Cuervo. I, I look at this game and I see what is going on with this team, and I, I just don't know. I don't think that they're going to – I don't know. I, this is a game where I don't know who's going to win. I really don't as far as, you know, if I pick it I, – I, I don't know. Who are you picking? Sell me on who, who I should pick. I mean, I mean both – because these teams, even though there's 9-1, and 1-6-3-1, I think they're pretty damn even on everything, except for the fact that obviously the running game is sitting right there in Dallas. Um, I think that the defense, the, the better defense, I think, is Washington. That's why I'm leaning towards the Washington Redskins in this game. Um, and, I, and I totally understand where you're coming from, Sonny. I'm, I'm leaning towards the Dallas Cowboys though because I just when you think about how well they've performed, especially, especially against Baltimore you know, last it, week. Yeah, which really surprised me on on how well they played. I really, I mean, I picked them. I picked the Ravens to win that game. So yes, you did. But um, you know the way they the way that they were able to show and and, and, and the thing is, Sonny, when the Cowboys had that lead. They didn't let it slip away. They didn't. Yes. They didn't uh, go easy on the Ravens. I mean, they smelled the blood, and they, I mean, they they pounced on the Ravens, and that's what you don't. That's what you really haven't seen from the Cowboys in the past. Is you know you don't they smell the blood, but they don't go for the kill type thing. And and but now that's what that's what I'm seeing in in, in this Dallas Cowboys team. And I'm telling you, it's a culture change, and it starts with it starts with Prescott. It starts with uh, these two rookies that have really made a huge difference. Um, and I, I like I like Dallas today just because of the fact that I don't see the Redskins being able to put pressure. This offensive line is so good, Sonny. I mean, I I, I don't know how else to praise this this offensive line and. They're really – that's where it starts. I mean, 
Yes, Absolutely. you got to make plays as the quarterback. you got to make plays if you're Ezekiel Elliott. But those plays don't happen without those big uglies up front. Definitely. I, yeah, yeah. I, I just think that they're just primed to lose a game. Not because I think they should or that they shouldn't win this game. I just think that you know, the Dallas Cowboys are the Dallas Cowboys. They lose games sometimes that they shouldn't, regardless who the new personnel is in. It's just the, it, it's the atmosphere. Yeah, it has changed, but they're also primed to, to relive a little bit of that history as well. Um, so, you know, I'm actually picking an upset in this game. I think I hope, and just for the Cowboy fan, I hope the Cowboys can win this game. They'd be 10 and one. Oh my gosh. We, you know, the, but the love, see, I, I think that the Dallas Cowboys need to lose the game so they can find a little adversity to get back in, to get ready to go into the playoffs. Now, whether that's the lions a little bit later on, the Philadelphia Eagles a little bit later on as well, or the giants again, um, you know, yeah. It, it could be those games, but maybe this could be the game. And not only that, it would definitely make this division so much better if Washington wins. Washington would improve the 6-3-1. and one. That would be incredible for this division. Yeah, it would be. It would be. Um, so so, yeah, the, so the sports talk guy in me wants that to happen as well. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, right. Um, I, I just I don't know, Sonny. I think I'm gonna I think I'm taking the uh I'm gonna go Cowboys today. Uh, I just you, I gotta stick with the hot hand. And the hot yep. hand is in Dallas. Yeah, th- there's no question the high hand is sitting right there in Dallas with with Dak Prescott and company. There's no question whatsoever. Um, so that having been said, th- this one's going to be a good one. It's going to be the best one of the day. Um, it might as well be, you know. Um, so we'll be watching these games up on as far as the games are concerned. we got another game that we're going to take a look at here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. Um, we're going to do that after our break, our, our third and final break here on the show we'll do that and i'll go base this turkey again and uh we'll be up on top of it we're going to take a quick break here on the couch potato sports show remember we're also going to start kicking off uh high school basketball for the play-by-play that's going to be a lot of fun uh here locally for my locals so keep your eyes and ears open for that don't forget about the basketball team just because the football season's over we'll be back here on the couch potato sports show we'll look at the indianapolis colts in pittsburgh and hit the button At Regal and Rustic Estate Sales, let us take the burden out of hosting, staging, and cleaning of your estate sale or liquidation. We will provide reliable, friendly service with an experienced crew. We have an excellent reputation for professionalism with exceptional customer service and knowledge. We understand that staging and drawing attention to your sale is key. Most importantly, we listen to our customers' needs and pay attention to detail. That is what separates us from other local estate sales and companies as we truly care about your presentation, property, and belongings. That's Rego and Rustic Estate Sales. Contact Renee Sheffield at 972-861-0231 or check us out on the web at regalandrustic.com. Don't just call any heating and air conditioning repairman. Call an expert. At Stevenson's Heating and Air Conditioning, we are your experts. Whether it's a seasonal maintenance that keeps your system running at a peak efficiency or a complete replacement of your system, 
Stevenson's Heating and Air Conditioning does it all. Common Sense Solutions for your home comfort. Stevenson's, where quality is our standard, not our goal. Give them a call at 972-475-3227 or check them out on the web at stevensonshvac.com. Let Buffalo Creek Doors and Floors help you restore your home to its like-new condition. Need a contractor? Let us be your first stop as well as your last. We specialize in everything that others don't, such as stained concrete floors, wood spot repairs on doors and floors, stainless steel spot repairs, anti-slip on floors, and more. Want to see what kind of work we do? Check out our Facebook page and you can see the craftsmanship you'll receive and expect from Buffalo Creek Doors and Floors. Give Rodney James a call at 214-536-2607. That's 214-536-2607. Or check him out on the web at www.buffalocreekdoorsandfloors.com. At Wesson General Contracting Incorporated, we're your one-stop shop for all your general contracting needs. We are locally owned and with over 20 years of experience, so roofing, gutters, sidings, fence staining, painting, foundation problems, or roof damage are no problems at all. Give us a call at 214-200-5588. That's 214-200-5588. Wesson General Contractors. Proud sponsor of the Rowlett Eagles radio broadcast. Unpleasant surprises can be annoying, but sometimes they can be devastating. If your retirement plan is vulnerable to unpleasant surprises, you do have a choice. There are strategies that can help ensure any surprise is a welcome one and reduce the threats to your retirement. Nest Egg Wealth Advisors specialize in helping protect your portfolio from unpleasant surprises. Visit nesteggadvice.com or give them a call at 972-412-6064 to request a guide to your nice, predictable retirement. Okay, I am back here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. Let me turn that down. There we go. All right, we are back here. I just got done basting the turkey as we are on. Uh, hopefully, uh, Tarvin will give us a call back in. He was on there for just a moment. I think he's seen that we were in commercial, and hopefully he'll give us a call back um, as we are in our third game. And let's do that. Let's talk about the games that are on board here, the game that happens in the evening time. I don't know how much – Oh, this is going to be a game. This one really kind of disappoints, especially since no Andrew Luck for the Colts, who are 5-5. Five and five. They're second in the AFC South. This is normally a division that Indianapolis usually gets by default, but the Houston Texans have something to say about that. A 5-5 five and five Pittsburgh Steelers team who are second in the AFC North, this is not a norm either, Cuervo, and that's one of the problems when you look at today's game a little bit later on. This is an AFC uh, matchup, uh, but in reality, I, I Luck was injured on Sunday when he uh, – 
beat the Tennessee Titans on last, on Sunday um, with a concussion. So he didn't go and get through the protocol. So that's where they're at right now without him. So it's not going to, so no Andrew Luck in this game. Um, and you, you think about that and the, and the Pittsburgh Steelers being pissed off, man, it just doesn't sound very good for the Indianapolis Colts. And Cuervo, you might be on mute. Yeah, sorry about that, Sonny. I uh, I did have myself on mute once again. Uh, that shouldn't surprise you anymore. Never fails. Uh, but <laughs> I, you know, I gotta stay consistent, Sonny. I have to say that's that. right. But that's what football in football you gotta be consistent. And when it comes to me muting myself, I stay consistent. So that's right. There you go. But. Um, you know, I mean, as far as this game, yeah, it's disappointing. I mean, no Andrew Luck. I mean, that's, you know, a lot of Colts fans are probably not even going to watch now, but I don't believe yes. one bit. So, you know, as far as, you know, you said uh, the, the Steelers last week. I'm trying to remember what they did last week. They. Oh, the Steelers lost last week. They lost to. Uh, God, refresh my memory, Sonny. I'm trying to think of who they lost to. I'll, I'll look it up, but I, I know they lost last week because it was it, – it, and the main reason, it just wasn't pretty. Um, it, it was uh, – if I'm not mistaken, it was at Hines. Uh, give me a second. I'll find out who it was. Yeah, I think I remember now. It was uh... – Actually, mark that. They won last week. So, uh, uh, here it is. They um, – they got the victory 24 to 9 over Cleveland, but it was the Cleveland. Dallas game. It was the Dallas loss. Anybody can beat Cleveland. So, um I but I still think that they use that as a scrimmage because that loss against the Dallas Cowboys, that one hurt this football team. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, I mean it, it hurt them it hurt their soul. I mean to to let the rookie just I mean he could have he could have crawled into the end zone. From thirty yards away, that's how open that hole was. Right, could have crawled in, yep, <laughs> and, and, and not get touched. But you know that's that's um, you know I mean, nice bounce back game against the Browns. Yeah, it is the I, Browns. I, I don't know. I, I got I got I got nothing on that twenty. So, but um, no, I think today I think uh, you know obviously the game's in Ketchup Field if I'm not mistaken. No, it's in yep. Indianapolis. I'm sorry. It's in Indianapolis. The game is in Indianapolis. So. I said it was Heinz Field, so you're right. It's in there. That's the one game that travels. It's not a set team that plays every year. <clears throat> right. So, um, I, I think, you know, obviously, um, I mean, Andrew Luck hurt. I mean, the, you know, between that and I think the, the weakness that is the Colts defense, um, you know, Le'Veon Bell is going to have a field day with that defense. Yep. And Antonio Brown is going to have a field day with that defense. Sonny, I'd be and shocked if Pittsburgh doesn't score 30 points in this game. I'd be shocked. They should blow them out. They should blow them out. Um, you got Tolson as the backup quarterback for um, for Andrew Luck. So, uh, and this guy has been a career backup his whole career, obviously backing up. I think it was Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay for a while. And then, you know, it, th- this is just not 
I don't know. He, he's probably going to have to throw the ball a lot in reality because I think this team is going to get behind quick, and they won't even really have too much to to do except throw the football. And I don't know if Tolson is able to do it. I don't know much about the guy. All I know, career backup, and that's all I need to know um, as far as what his capabilities are. Hell, I don't know, but I guess we'll find out. Yeah, we'll find out. <laughs> Uh, he used to be the backup in uh, in Green Bay. That's that's all yeah. I really remember. Started uh, started that, a couple of games when when uh, when um, Aaron Rodgers was hurt, I think. So, uh, but mm-hmm. that, but God, that was years ago. I mean, that was like three yeah. or four years ago. So, I, you know, yeah. this guy hasn't seen the football field, you know, forever, and you know. The, the Colts are already five and five. They're going to lose today. They're going to go five to six. They're going to drop a game in this division, in a division where, really, in reality, Cuervo, they can't drop this game in this division because when you look at the standings right now, as far as the AFC South are concerned, you got the um, you got the Texans who are six and four. Indianapolis cannot afford to lose this game in reality. Now they're on a two game winning streak, and so the the fact that they dropped the five and six and somehow this week, I mean, Houston, Houston's got a game this week as well against San Diego. And I don't think they win that game. So they, they really need to get this victory to stay and catch because San Diego, I think is just going to outscore them in the first half of the game and hold on even in the fourth quarter against Houston. I think they can get the job done. So that makes this division even more interesting with Houston. If Indianapolis gets the win, they'll be six and five. Houston loses, they'll be six and five. They'll be right back in it in a division that's traditionally theirs. Yeah, well, uh, just to, just to kind of let you know, Sonny, if Houston wins, they'll be seven and four. They're six and four right now. If they win, right? They'll but go I, to think seven they're, I think they're I think they're going to lose on Sunday. I think they're going to lose on Sunday. They got San Diego in Houston. I think they lose actually, and so they'll be six and five. And if Indianapolis wins today, they'll be they'll be six and five. Tennessee will win. I'm telling you right now, they're going to win on Sunday. So they'll go to to take it a step further. The Titans are going to go six and six, which they haven't had. They're going to beat your Bears. (laughs) Oh, destroy them! Destroy them! Next, Sonny. I'm letting you know now. I don't even want. Let's just skip that game, please, please. For, just to, just to <sighs> save, save my soul from hurting. Let's just. Hey, but you know what game. though? The Chicago Bears have been in games for the first half of the game. They really have. Sonny, Matt Barkley is going to start <laughs> on Sunday. Oh, that's right. Matt that's right. Because uh, yeah, because. Because you're, but hey, I don't know what. Hey, who? How could he be worse? Who? Barkley? Yeah. How can he be worse than Jay Cutler? Well, the fact that Matt Barkley has never thrown a touchdown pass in the NFL. Yeah, Isn't he from Missouri? Did he come career. out of Missouri? No, he went. No, he went to USC. USC, oh, oh, that USC quarterback thing. <laughs> yeah, that thing. Him, yep. yeah, him. <laughs> yeah, don't take notes from Mark Sanchez there, Barkley. Yeah, yeah, no already. kidding. 
Wow, 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 wow. Hey, is Sanchez so, even that, on a roster? <laughs> isn't he still with Dallas? Isn't he like the third string for the Cowboys? I don't know. Let me find out. He is with the Dallas Cowboys, the number three quarterback. He is. Holy cow. That guy will never see the field either. There's another guy just picking up a check on Friday. Pretty much. And a, and a nice one at that. By the way, just to let you know, a couple of days ago was the butt that was the was the uh, was the, the butt the situation. Yeah, a couple of days yeah. ago, <laughs> four years ago. Yeah, I I had my uh, my Patriot buddies. They they reminded me of it. Yeah, they, I was gonna they, say they probably they let you know sure. about Mike. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah, they definitely did. Ooh, that's funny. Hilarious. It's hilarious to me, but. Um, Oh, two years ago though. Here, here's one thing to remember. Two, two years ago, Sunday on Thanksgiving Day, uh, Odell Beckham made the uh, the three finger catch. Oh uh, yeah. Mhm. 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 So yep. 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 Uh, you know, now the Giants aren't playing tonight, but you never know. I mean, we could see something from T.Y. Hilton. We could see something from uh, maybe Des Bryant down in Dallas mm-hmm. today, huh? How about mm-hmm. that? You know, mm-hmm. we, we've seen some good things. Yeah, we've seen some nice things happen on Thanksgiving. So maybe, uh, maybe the football guys will be good to us today too. Who knows? That you know. By the way, you know, By the way, uh, this is the Dallas Cowboy football team won three games without Des Bryant, um, and Des Bryant actually coming back. He's actually have he he's actually I I hate the guy personally. I, I, this is this is a guy I can't even stand, even t- and and people say you wouldn't say that in front of him. Yeah, I would. I'd I'd say it all day long. But he's actually just let everybody know he's actually questionable for today. Um, it, and I didn't even know about that. So I I it just it just popped in uh, as I put his name in. So he's actually questionable for today. today. Huh? I think he'll play. I think he's. Oh, gonna I think play. he'll play too. He's gonna play. I guess I don't know why they even put questionable. I mean, especially with certain players, well, uh, Des Bryant will be out on the field. Because there's no such thing as probable anymore, Sonny. I don't know if you knew that, but there's no. There, I did not know change. that. There was a, yeah. So they changed that this year, where, uh, when as far as injury reports, it's either they are playing, like they are active and will play, questionable or out. There's no more probable. There's no more doubtful. It's either, it's either, it's a, it's a 100% yes, questionable or out. That's it. I, I don't, I don't know what the big deal is in reality. Yeah, you know, I don't know either. I, like, I, they're they're focusing on the wrong thing. Like I, they I agree. Work on, they need to work on. Okay, what's a catch? We have the same yeah, exactly. every <laughs> year. Son. Every year we have the same conversation. What is a catch? What is a football move? What is two feet in? What is, uh, you know, possession? What is, I mean, let's work on that, not, you know, you yeah. can't list anybody as, as probable. Okay. Yeah. Fine. Yeah. He's going to play. How about that? He's going to play. Yeah. What's the difference between questionable and probable? You know, you know, you know, I don't know. Uh, Pittsburgh rolls today, don't you think? Uh, That would be nice. 
I've got Le'Veon. You know, I made a trade, Sonny, in one of my leagues. Uh, I, want, I want your opinion on this because, I, I mean, the trade's already done. I can't reverse it, but I just want to hear your opinion on this trade that I made a couple weeks ago. So, don't lose your mind, but I traded away Odell Beckham Jr. and Melvin Gordon of the San Diego Chargers. And in return, I got Julian Edelman, and this is a PPR league, by the way. I got Julian Edelman in return, and I got Le'Veon Bell. Ah, so, you, you I think, think I, you may not like a bandit, actually. Because I don't – the ones that uh, – yeah, I mean, and Le'Veon Bell might run for 300 yards today. You might be happy with that because I'll tell you, I you know, I I, just, I mean, Indianapolis' secondary is god-awful. If he gets to the second level, no one's going to catch him. Um, it, God, there's just so many bad things about this game. Tonight, that I don't know how long that I will be able to put myself through it. Well, Sonny, I mean, you're, what are you, central time zone? So the game's going to start at 7.30. I'll be in bed by 9. (laughs) Yeah, I was going to say, if I know you, you're probably going to be in bed by, you'll probably be gone by 10 o'clock tonight. Yeah, yeah. If it's it's not a game that's worth watching, you know, yeah, I'm I'm not hanging out for that. Yeah, now me, on the other hand, out here on the West Coast, it's too early for me to sleep this one off unless I've had too much to drink, but oh, I don't plan on doing that. <laughs> Are I you mean, working tomorrow I'm, morning? I'm, no, I'm actually off till Monday. I don't go back to work till Monday. But, um, ah. Yeah, yeah so, um, but, I mean, I, I'm going to have my share of alcohol, don't get me wrong. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be <laughs> indulging a little bit in, in some alcoholic beverages, but... Hey, there you go. Some fine adult beverages to get you through the day. Not too bad. So. Exactly. But if, if, as long as I'm not to the point where I don't know what planet I'm on. Then, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Those are, unless, those, are, those are bad days, yeah. <laughs> yeah, unless, unless I'm standing in the line waiting to do some uh, Black Friday shopping, I'm gonna, mm-hmm. probably going to be watching this game because the game starts Ooh. at 5.30 p.m. The game starts at 5.30 so it's going to end around eight thirty, nine o'clock at night, and it's still too early. So I have no choice but to watch the game. I'm just going to be watching to see how many fantasy points Le'Veon Bell gets me. Yeah, that that yeah, that'd be the reason to watch it. That's the only reason to watch it. Um, so, Absolutely. Uh, yeah, Rob Gutkowski, uh made his way back to practice. Um, you know, so that's something to look out for. Um, Eddie uh, Lacey and uh, Sam Shields are out for Green Bay. Yet another reason why um, Green Bay might have a hard time going on there. So um, th- that is huge. Now, um, uh, now there was a situation where Bruce Arians uh, was uh, got a clean bill of health. I, I guess he went to the hospital. No, do. Did you hear about that? Is, uh, any details on it? On who? Yeah, Arians, uh, head coach of the Arizona Cardinals, uh, evidently went to the yeah. emergency room. Yeah, so he, he did. He went to the ER, and then the next day he got released. So he, he's actually should be back with the team already. They said he was going to be back as early as yesterday. Um, so I'm sure he's back with the team already. Uh, but uh, yeah, good to see that he was in and out of the hospital. I mean, I, I not that I wanted him to be in the hospital, but the fact that 
he was in for a day and right back out. Nothing serious, nothing major from what it sounds like. So, uh, you know, get well, coach. Get well. Yeah, whatever discomfort is, I'm looking at it, discomfort. Um, so yeah, I'm not sure. Pain, it sounds like. Yeah, that, that's just, yeah, well, I it I'm looking at well, at least I'm looking at this article. It doesn't necessarily say exactly what it was. They he just said he felt some discomfort and maybe after they got their asses handed to him up in Minneapolis that might I I can I can understand the discomfort uh right there for him. So uh, so there you go. Yeah. Yeah, but um, you know, I mean, like I said, I mean, it's good to see. It's good. To, it was good news that he, you know, he's already been released, and you know, get comfortable, coach. No more discomfort. Get comfortable. <laughs> hey, by the by the way, you might be stuck with uh, Barkley for a long time. Torn labrum for Jay Cutler. Um, yeah, is there any chance Jimmy Command might be available <laughs> and interested? <laughs> Hey, I, hey, man! Why? You know what I would do? Make sure that the seats stay full. Tim Tebow, baby. <laughs> oh, not this again! Not this again! No, no, he, he's he's way, he's way too far away. So, but uh, well, he's bu- he's busy he's busy catching fly balls for the New York Mets. Oh God, that's right. He is playing baseball. I forgot about that. Yeah, something something very easy to forget. So there you go. <laughs> yeah. Well. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, um, I think the Bears they solved the problem. Okay, they brought back a guy that they drafted a couple of years ago by a guy by the name of David Fales. All right. Ah. Uh, pretty yeah. pretty solid dude. Threw about six passes in his career. So I think we're on the right track. <laughs> it might be it might be the guy just for you. <laughs> no, I didn't I didn't tell you on it. Didn't tell you on it, no. Oh, uh, that harder. would be wonderful. Yeah. yeah, there you go. You're you're no, not but... you're not working as hard as you normally do, so yeah, Well, you, you know, know, we knocked out we we knocked it out, um as uh you know when's the game when the game starting? Okay, so the first game starts in about 30 minutes, Sonny. That game is going to be on CBS. That game is on CBS. Uh, and then about, hold on, it's going to be uh, 3.30 your time, so 1.30 over here on the West Coast. The Dallas game is going to be on Fox. So that game Got is on it. Fox. And then the last game is uh, on NBC, so... We'll get to hear either Al Michaels or Tariko, one of those guys on NBC, for the uh, for the night game. And that's yeah, I think that's going to be Al Michaels. Yep. So, all right, sounds like a good one. We we uh, had some time. Thought we'd go ahead and throw up the the show, talk a little NFL. That's going to do it for us here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. Corvo, have yourself a good holiday, my friend. Oh, you know I will, Sonny. You do the same thing, and uh, you know, uh, make sure. Make sure you spend it with. Uh, are you going to be? Are you going to be with uh, the rest of the family today? Uh, they're they're actually going to a thing uh, where they're having like a Christmas thing, and I'm watching the dog today because the dog's too old to alone for long periods of time. So, but yeah, later on today. Okay, awesome. That's good. Well, um, obviously, uh, enjoy it, 
And you um, betcha. You know, enjoy some good football. I'm sure we'll be messaging messaging each other throughout the day. I think uh, you're probably right. How, <laughs> probably going to talk about how bad Indianapolis looks more than likely. Oh God! Uh, yeah, yeah, I may great. go. I may go to bed real early, or maybe maybe watch Breaking Bad or something. Hell, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sure going to get a message from you early. I'm like, I'm yeah. That's going to do it for us on the Couch Potato Sports Show. Everybody have a good Thanksgiving. We'll see you again on Sunday morning where we talk about the games that are happening on Sunday. Have a good one, everybody. Bye-bye.